Hello, welcome to You Haven't Blanked That. I'm Forrest. And this is Jimmy. Today we are going to talk about the book City of Thieves by David Benioff. 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 <laughs> I actually heard about this book because of the game The Last of Us. Okay, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. The uh, tone of that game is actually from this book. And that uh, that's one of the things I, I usually... Anything I'm kind of like into, uh-huh. I'll try to find out like what they were watching or listening to or they're like like what their influences is for it and right. that's where i heard about this book i heard about this book from you telling me to read it so what were your thoughts <laughs> my first initial thoughts were uh you and your brother have a an affinity for russian literature not really i just like this book okay. i like some i'm not like ben where ben gobble it all up right um i like some of it but uh, he likes a lot of, more of it what i'd love about Russian like literature is that it's very grand. This book was weird. Like I read A Man in Moscow. Okay. And it had similar themes to this one. Both of them were post-war uh post-war. Well, that's like, during the war though. They were Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has the same like broken country people taking advantage of either way. This story, I kind of want to know like how much David actually made up. I've read, like, a lot of it was. A lot of it was? Yeah. Uh, that's a bummer. So, like, it starts off with, like, him going to see his grandfather, and then he's always known that his grandfather, like, was in a knife fight and killed two Germans. I like that whole beginning scene where he was asking questions, like, was it cloudy that day? What was the weather like? What this was? And the and grandfather's like, like, hey, just here, writer, just make it up. The story is a really quick, great look at... World War II, like that was so trippy too, that the German parachuter, how he like floats out in the beginning, dead, but there's no bullet holes because he froze to death jumping out of the plane. And I'm like, holy shit, that's so weird. Having like the police come in and take him away. And then arrest the little boy too, which I thought was kind of bullshit. Leave, like running, make sure he doesn't get caught by the, like the cops or whatever, or the army. Well, he lets that, and he lets that girl. Yeah, the girl ahead. slips and he like, he helps that girl and the girl just, just, just takes off and doesn't even look back. I'm like, dude, what a, Bitch, like, I was kind of really yeah. pissed off about that whole scene. Well, he's that, pissed off about it, too, because later on he mentions, like, oh, she's probably... Dude, he mentions it, like, at guy. least ten times a day, like, he mentions yeah. it. Yeah. When he met that guy, Kolia, Col- yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's one of my favorite characters in literature right now. He's such a cool, well-rounded guy. The fact that you don't find out till later on in the book that he is AWOL because he was just trying to get laid. He goes to what house to, like, you know, fuck this one chick, and then she's, uh, she's dead. dead. So he goes, oh, damn. So he doesn't even mourn. He just runs down the street to the other girl that he knows. To the hooker. To the, he goes to a hooker. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it goes to that guy's wife. Oh, that's right. And he's yeah. knocking. He's like, hey, the, so, so, so right. answers. Yeah, he goes, oh, the husband was there. He goes, oh, uh, wrong door. And then 
he goes to the hooker. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, then, like, he doesn't even have cash. Like, there's, like, four guys in the room. Like, they're all waiting for their turn. And then so he has to wait. And then he has no money. So he just gives her a beef jerky and, like, yeah. a piece of bread. And has, that's all he needed. I, I really like the story. And I really like how like, Lev, like, is, um, they show his cowardice over and over again in this in this story. Like, what I like is that you find out is that the grandma's the badass and not him. Oh, yeah. You kind of get, were you trying to guess as he was meeting women who the grandmother was? Yeah, I was. And then I was like, it was funny too because as I was reading, I was like, oh, this is like how you how I met your mother. Yeah, because at first I thought it was going to be the girl that ditched him. Like, that he saved him. I didn't think it was going to be her. I thought it was going to be Sophia. Well, because like, you know, it was like, I figured, oh, oh, I thought it was going to be Sophia too, which is the one Cola, that, Colia's uh, girl that friend. he was kind of yeah. banging. But uh, then I even thought it maybe would have been one of the hookers, uh, the farm girls. The one that he kept talking about that he was the, like kind of The chubby at. arms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. And even but, this time around, because I, I forgot like which one it was at the end. I don't know how I forgot. You know what I liked about this book is that it just seemed very honest to how like two dudes put into a situation were going to talk to each other. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the dialogue is great. They both think they're about to die. There's some great lines in this book, too, that like just yeah. really stand out. One of them envies how people can fall asleep so easily, how they sweep away the monsters and put, tuck them away in the trunk of the bed. Really good visual lines, too. I like the when like, the two guys are meeting the general, and he's talking about how he needs to make a cake for his daughter's wedding, but he needs eggs, so he sends the two guys for the egg mission. The daughter is skating on the ice. Yeah. And they're watching her, and then the both of them are right. in love with her. And then when they walk away, they talk about how they're going to jerk off to her. Like, how they keep, like, fantasy. Like, well, the ones, because, like, he kept talking about, like, yeah, you don't know how to walk in jacket. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, that, like he's like, like you've been jacking off this whole time. <laughs> just like. It's uh, such a good book. I like it. I like it a lot. And then, like, the cannibal scene. That, okay, there's a lot of things from that that kind of reminded me of that game. That whole game is a zombie game in general. I've only played a little bit. I haven't played the whole Did you, game. So you didn't get to the giant zombies that when they grab your face, they they grab the top of your mouth and the bottom of your mouth and they just pull? No. But it cuts out before it Well, it you pulls. know what? Um, no, I didn't. Oh, God. That, it was, there's some fucked up shit in that game. I think that that particular zombie or monster in that game is, is based off of that giant cannibal i even saw the clues dude like where they're looking for eggs and stuff and the guy asked me if he has money to go upstairs with them uh-huh. and then you're like yeah dude like well, why would you go into someone's apartment and he goes yeah just come inside and, no you bring it outside like it was just such a weird moment like i was yeah. like how could you not know because they're young that's they're trying to pull the young and stupid and they're desperate they they're gonna die either way but i listen to a lot of true crime true horror youtube stories but then what i also do is i type in certain key phrases in different languages just so i could get those stories so i'll type in you know true crime in spanish and then i'll get all those stories so what will you put in in spanish true crime what's the other descriptive word real assassinado you know assassin's cult is uh universal for like everything so like i'll that'll pop up a lot of stuff too but then I'll type in the keywords like Russia, just so I could get more Russian stories, or more Germany. Or in R- Russia, actually, about six years ago, this woman was straight up killing her neighbors. Same way, mm-hmm. lure them into the apartment, and then she would just like lock the doors, and she'll just throats, and then just hack them, and then her nephew would take the meat and just sell it for cheap. You know, he would make ground beef is what he would sell. 
So you wouldn't know what was in it. And he would sell it to all the neighbors. And then she ended up getting caught for it. So many people were missing. First she was like stealing kids and people from the, the parks. And then... She that started people stopped showing up because they're terrified they're gonna get caught or so she just started attacking her neighbors and selling it the meat elsewhere. You know when I hear stories like this, I'm like, holy crap, that's it's scary because it still kind of happens because it happened like not that long ago. Yeah, you said like six years. Yeah, ago. and then like there's also a bunch of different stories about murderers killing other people in Russia. Did oh. you like the, how they describe the food? The ration bread and the glue. Yeah, I like the... how they talk about how like how they just get any kind of meat that they have. The bread. Like, it's not even made from real ingredients. It's whatever doesn't poison you, that's what they're going to make the bread out of. Sawdust. Even now, like, he can still remember exactly what that bread tastes like, but he may not remember certain people's voices, what they Mm -hmm. look like, but he'll always remember the taste of that bread. I felt so bad about the dying boy with the rooster. You know, like, they finally, like, scour the city. They find, like, the one guy that they're afraid they're going to get shot as as they approach. And the grandpa is already dead. And it's just that little boy just starving and, like, trying to keep that chicken warm. They bring the chicken downstairs just to find out that it's not even a chicken, it's a rooster. And that poor boy, like, refusing to leave and just rather just stay with his grandpa and die in that chicken coop. I was just, it was, like, I felt like like there was, like, no way this is possible. But, I mean, it's wartime. I'm sure it's happened. Like, so, yeah. Like, that's what, this is the point of the story where I was like, I, I want to know how much of this is based on true stories. This whole book is just a whole bummer it's, dude yeah it is a bit of a bummer because um, the the anti-tank dogs that's super sad a field full of like dogs with like little poles on them and then they're just like walking the mines seeing if they'll like step on a landmine to blow them up and then that one dog is just walking with his intestines out and bleeding i like how like they see it and they just decide to go to the dog Kolya goes up to it with like a knife and then he tells him just, he's a good boy. And then, like, pets, like, makes sure he's laying down and slits his throat. I like that visual, too, where the blood's pouring out. And then, like, the dog is just twitching, moving its paws like it's having a dream. And then it's dead. He looks at Lev and he goes, okay, well, we lost 40 minutes. And then just move on. I'm like, fuck, dude. This is a very brutal like, depiction of their life. You know what I mean, it's just everything's so bleak. And then the they see this, the Russian soldier out in the distance. And they're like, hey, like, you know, don't shoot us. They walk up to him and they find out that the Germans already killed him. Standing like a like a scarecrow, just root frozen to the to the land. So it's just a really sad world that they live in. When you play that game, I think they capture the tone of this book really well. Okay, is it is that like a cold land to? No, the they're game? traveling. A rather than being snow, it's plants. And all these plants oh, are, and spores are growing all over everything. Yeah, because I've seen some of the zombies. I think watching you play. Is yeah, like some the, of the zombies. The fungi, the fungus. One of them has it all over their face, and if they grab you, they just tear you to shreds. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't even really like eat you. You just get torn to shreds because it, it makes them crazy. Yeah. It doesn't. They're, they're, they're over not, susceptible like, to sound and stuff. Some of them, yeah. One of them was that they're susceptible to sound, and they can grab and they can get you. So you have to you have to like crouch and walk really slow, and if you make any sound. They'll know exactly Dude, where you're just at. Like this, just like this book, too. Yeah. Yeah. You had to sneak around. This One of book. the scenes in this book reminded me of a uh, Quentin Tarantino part. Uh, the next part of the story is, like, they walk up to the farmhouse. They don't want to go into the house because they're worried about it. Because they're thinking, like, that house is the only thing standing up and intact out of everything else is demolished. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, obviously, it's, it's a German headquarters or, like, you know, there's Germans in there or whatever. You find out it's just, like, these four farm girls... That are just cum dumpsters, essentially. Yeah, they're just, they're, yeah, just raped. 
anytime there's a bunch of just like good looking girls in a one room, and especially this because it's a very kind of badass kind of story, it just it felt very Tarantino ish. What's that movie with the four girls? Girls. Oh, oh, Death Proof. And then it gets to the point where like they're like, oh, blah blah. Well, like how come you don't run away? And they're like, no, it happened to this one girl. And then they do that whole flashback of like that one girl how she cried and the Germans just loved her and then like they would always like go to her first before everybody else. She tried. She snapped and then she tried to run away and they caught her by the dogs and they brought her back and to teach her a lesson. He got like one who thought he. Helped her and just sawed off her her feet and she thought and that was it. I'm like, holy crap. Because it reminded me of Grindhouse type of like movie, you mean? Just that kind of. But they were that brutal. I mean, that's how brutal. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, but, yeah, no, it was, that, that, that's the part that reminded me of uh, the whole thing. But even then, I still had no idea who the grandmother was going to be at this, at this story. Yeah. After I was done, like, getting to the whole book and I got to the very end, who the hell is he with? You know what I mean? Because he kisses Sophia, but then he goes, oh, no, I can't because, like, you know, you remind me so much of, like, of our friend. Yeah, so, like, we can't hook up. But I was pissed. After the chess game, which was super intense, you know what I mean? And then, like, he loses that finger. The badass Russian chick is like, okay, cool. Like, you know, like, I'll just give me your last name because that's all I need to find you is your last name. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, I thought that was a pretty cool scene, but like, I knew they weren't going to ever be together. It leads up to such a shitty part of the story where I was like, I knew some it wasn't going to be a happy ending. And it just, it got, like, it, first I was super glad that uh, Kolya ended up taking his shit finally. They're walking up. And then, like, he gets shot. And then, like, he said he got shot in the butt. So I was like, okay, cool. It's not that big of a deal. But obviously, it was a more intense shot. He ends up dying. Yeah. Not even ten minutes later. Reassuring him that it's... Don't worry about it. It's not that much. It looks like a lot of blood, but it's not that... You know, whatever. And then he jokes and goes, oh, shit, maybe it's a pint of blood. Like, I have no idea. Like, he ends up dying in his arms. The Russian captain or the guard, it was all bitchy with him until he saw that letter from the general saying that he needs their own mission. After that, he's kind of like head down, just focusing because yeah. tied to the general, he's the one to piss off the general for killing one of his guys. So yeah. After all of that bullshit, he finally delivers like the eggs. They already had three dozen eggs. I'm like, dude, like all that for like not? Like that was so fucking dumb. Like you sent them on a bullshit mission because what? You, he figured they'd die. And one of them does. Yeah. It was just so dumb. But, like, I did, like, he's talking about jerking off as he was walking. And then, like, he talks about his uh, book, The Courtyard Hounds. I like it. Like, there's a man who doesn't leave his house. There's a dog. And then he feeds the dog. The dog dying at the gates. He's, like, torn because he doesn't know what to do. So he finally gets out and, like, goes out. And he say, and he picks up the dog and he's going to bury the dog. And I'm like, oh, that's such a cool thing. He chose the name Courtyard Hound. And not the courtyard dog because, you know, a hound hunts. And then, like, I was like, it's such a beautiful little metaphor for the actual story that's going on. I was I was super emotional when I read it. I'm like, damn. Especially when he died. I'm like, wow. Yeah, because he dies, like, like ten pages after that. And mm-hmm. I didn't talk about it before he got bad while they're walking. And then he gets shot. <laughs> it happens literally right before they shot. shoot. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, they're shooting above their heads. You know, the warning shots. Go, no, they're just bad shots. <laughs> to find out, like, you know, oh, was... this was for not. And it was just like... This is a dumb book, and I got mad. At the point, I thought it was a very true story. You Then it, it quickly does that jump, you know I mean, from, like, or him turning the over eggs, the eggs, yeah. then to him getting his rations, and then, like, being a writer, and his, like, you know, all this other stuff, and then three years later, there's a knock on his door. It's and it, Yeah, and, it's, and then it's, he's talking about she doesn't, like, make eggs, or she doesn't cook. I thought it was a really good story. I really, really liked it.
The humor I like, is funny. It's yeah, humor is great. Yeah. And I think they, they capture a lot of the Russian stories, the Russian novels. He captures that very well. Yeah. He essentially made one of those. There is something that's so insignificant that has to be done for this big event to not happen to the main character. Like, there's, it's not like you can just fucking, oh, I'll, I'll be right back. I can get those for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a journey for yeah. a dozen eggs. A dozen eggs. The stupidest thing. But, like, it made perfect sense because there, there's, there's no chickens mm-hmm. at that time. It's a very brutal winter. And then they're, everyone's barely surviving. Obviously, they're cannibalizing each other. And then even then, like, and the army didn't give a shit. This is Russia. Like, there's cannibals everywhere. Finally found out they're friends of the general. They went to go arrest them, but they were gone. Like, good book. It, it reminded me a lot of, like, what's that book? A Man? Uh, the Man of Moscow. Of Moscow. Because it's the same kind of, like, bleak story in the man in moscow it's kind of different because it's more he's stuck in this hotel and he can't leave and it's like but he sees what war has done to his land but in this one you actually walk through the ruins of the city and then that opening quote in this stupid book which i thought was super you've never been so hungry no the oh that uh, and if the city falls but a single man escapes he will carry the city within himself on the road of exile, he will be the city. And then that other quote, too, where, like, uh, at last Shank thought he understood and began laughing louder. Then suddenly he asked in a serious tone, Do you think that the Russians are homosexuals? You'll find out at the end of the war, I replied. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read up on the author and other things he's worked on? No, I know he is... I think I told you... The- the Wolverine movie, the Wolverine Origins movie that nobody likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote it. I'm but okay with that movie. I like I'm that okay, movie. Yeah, I'm okay with it too. When he wrote this book, he was working on a series for HBO and he was wondering if it would ever get made. Do you know what show he works on? The Game of Thrones? Yes. Yeah. And they're wondering, and he goes, he goes, we'll see if it ever gets made. And it's like the biggest fucking show. No shit. When this ends, he's doing a Star Wars thing for Disney. He's working on a Star Wars show for Disney on that Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Or a movie. I'm not sure if it's a movie or a or a series. I'd be so cool to see a Star Wars story like this book. Yeah. Maybe not so much rapey, <laughs> but, but well, it's still good. They, they keep talking about wanting to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, but the idea they have was like make it like a lone wolf and cub of him trying to bring Luke Skywalker oh, to the so Owen cool. and Maru Lars. Yeah. That would be so cool. But yeah, like he wrote uh, the twenty fifth hour. I have no idea what that is. I it was made into a movie. I think it's a Spike Lee movie. The twenty fifth hour. These okay. people in that movie. I think I think I think Ed Norton's in it. And I think Rosario Dawson's in it. If I oh, I love her so much. He I think he did another book called When the Nine Rolls Over. Oh, those are uh, short stories. Yeah. yeah, I haven't read the, that one yet. I want to read his other stuff. I like his, I like his writing. I like his writing too. It's really simple. He has a great way of just kind of explaining to you. The surroundings without going into detail, without like dragging it down, like it's yeah, it's a super light read, but it's a light read, but it's such a heavy. It's a heavy, heavy material. Was there anything you didn't like? No, not really. Like I, I like. Yeah. it's just really, it's a really compact, really well edited story. There's like very, very. There's, there's nothing wrong with this book. I mean, it's a great book. Yeah. It's a really great book. Um, I had, I like I said, I listened to books because I don't have time to sit and read them. So this was done by Ron Perlman. You said you listened to the end of the book because you were kind of yeah, pressed for time. I was pressed for time for reading because I was reading other books. I read like maybe two thirds of the book last night and then I left the book at home so I didn't, I couldn't read it at, like at lunch. I ended up downloading the audible for it. 
Are you going to go back and listen to the beginning of the book again? Kind of. You know, I kind of liked it. I had it... You read it like a three times the pace because he was reading way too slow. Yeah, he, he reads way too slow. But so. I think it's because of how short the book is. Yeah, and I think so too because like when you do like three times the average speed, if you don't have those pauses in between like lines, uh-huh. it gets blurred and you have trouble reading, like hearing it. But the way he was reading it, it made it so much easier to do three or three and a half times the speed is like the fastest. Yeah. You could still hear the words as fast as they're going. But okay. three and a half is too far. I like too a fast good, to I like a good slow read, like a good normal paced read. Because the ones, I, I can, the Potter ones would be insane to do it three times as a speed. Well, the thing is just like, it's too slow. Because the thing is like, I can read faster than he's saying the words. So it's really just kind of like dragging you down, and especially at one times the speed. It's just like, oh my god, dude! Like, but I, you know, Ron Hellboy did a great yeah. job. I I liked it. He the voices that he did. I kind of want to listen to the whole thing now. Like have it like in the background, have it play to listen. I I came home afterwards and I read the last bit of it. Overall, really beautiful book we should have drank vodka as uh damn it all right everybody well that's gonna do it for this week uh next week we are gonna talk about the documentary about the clash called west way to the world this is my favorite band ever jimmy is aware of that i know jimmy (laughs) likes the clash as well i do like the clash jimmy what do you think i'm not even sure what to ask you what do you think this documentary i mean obviously it's going to be about the clash right so i'm actually kind of stoked because i haven't seen any documentary or Um, like any like interviews with the clash at all outside of joe i mean you've seen a lot of joe stuff yeah so this is going to be like the first time the whole band's in it right or is it yeah they're all in it okay cool and then i'm assuming we're gonna get like not never before seen well obviously for me um for you i mean i've i that's my band so i've deep dived on the clash multiple times yeah no like i'm i'm stoked like let's see let's see this documentary 